And welcome to today's episode. Bit of a fanfare, if I have one, for today's episode number. It is episode 900. Every single day for 900 days. You know what? Some podcasts say they're daily, but then they have weekends off or, or public holidays off and that kind of thing. Not me. Um, it's kind of the beauty of batch recording, perhaps. But we can go on for every single day through until episode 1000, is what I reckon. Maybe a little bit further than that as well. But let's see how we go. Let's pace ourselves. If you've been with me from day one, if you've perhaps joined a little bit later but downloaded episode one all the way up to today, maybe you're a new joiner and just dipping your, your, your toe in the water, as it were, and finding out what it's like uh, to listen to Get A Better Broadcast podcast and voice over voice whichever one you are welcome as one of our listeners you know what i've done loads of shows loads of podcasts over the years and this is by far the most successful so thank you for that we're looking aren't we into various reasons for mike fright it's a catch-all term that we're using for studio stress or anxiety nervousness mike fright we looked at various other reasons that something may be called Mike Fright or stress or nervousness or anxiety, but it could be something else. That was a couple of three weeks ago, so check back those episodes there, which uh, hopefully will be of use to you. And we looked at a couple of reasons yesterday. Let's look at another couple of reasons for the underlying possible reasons for Mike Fright today. And one of them is um, confidence and self-esteem. Because, yeah, a lack of confidence. Most of us have a fear of failure. But we can only survive and thrive by putting ourselves in a situation in which we're tested and you can't easily replicate being on air without actually being on air. You're also more likely to experience performance anxiety if by nature you're a warrior and you tend to get anxious or upset in other everyday situations. Yeah, that's a really important point that I made there, wasn't it? Even though I say so myself. Um, you can't actually replicate being on air without actually being on air. There is something about the fader going up, the red light going on, the on-air sign being illuminated, the the knowledge that, yeah, it's not just you in that room by yourself, perhaps as a radio presenter or a podcaster, but this is now going out live to tens, hundreds, thousands, potentially millions of people. I wonder what you'd say the most potentially terrifying situation is out of our gamut of broadcast podcast and voiceover i'm thinking it's probably tv broadcasting that's live because it's not just your voice but it's your face it's your body it's everything about you then maybe live radio as well because you're going out to again live to all of those people uh, you usually have less backup and support. You're usually more in control of what you're doing in, 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 as regards a studio desk and mixer and panel and so on. Um, it, it's probably anything which is recorded is possibly less stressful. Um, you can get back to me if you feel differently about that. Uh, on Twitter, I'm Tweeter Stewart, T-W-E-T-E-R-S-T-E-W-A-R-T. Thank you. Uh, so, so what do you reckon? What are the most stressful uh, parts of the jobs that we're talking about as far as broadcast, podcast and voiceovers go? Anyway, also, yeah, today, lack of self-esteem. Maybe we subconsciously seek immediate approval 
from the non-existent feedback loop our perceived vulnerability, who we are, what we've got to lose by making a mistake. We've spoken about the feedback loop before, very briefly, what it is. If I'm talking to you face-to-face, one-to-one in real life, where you're just a, uh, an, an, an arm stretch away, I can pick up uh, from what you're saying and from how you're reacting to what I'm saying, how much of what I'm saying you find of interest, you're agreeing with, you understand, and vice versa. Yeah, you've got that immediate feedback loop that you don't have when you're doing broadcast, podcast or voiceovers because you can't see the other person. You don't know how they're reacting. You don't know where that message is being received. You don't know whether or not the message that you are trying to communicate is landing, is being understood, is going to be acted on as you want it to be acted on whether it's going to be understood, whether someone's going to the, go to the website, whether they're going to go to the shop, whether they're going to download a white paper, they're going to buy something, they're going to sign up, all sorts of that you don't understand. You don't know whether or not that message has been received and understood. Received and understood. I'm sure that's a song lyric from somewhere. Perhaps it'll come to me. I mean, modesty is a virtue, but self-effacement can be debilitating, can't it? Respect yourself, your subject and your audience to help you heighten the conviction in the communication of your unique perspective or experience. Again, we come down to the differences between the broadcast, podcast and voiceover voice. Very often with voiceovers, you're reading somebody else's words. Very often with podcasts and broadcast, particularly in radio, particularly as a kind of music radio presenter, the like of which we have in the UK, less likely with tightly formatted radio in other parts of the world, for example, the United States. But in the UK, where you're encouraged to have a bit of personality, you may have even the luxury of a minute or more uh, between songs to talk about something you've seen, an observation, something that happened to you, throwing out a, a, a comment or a question to, to, to the audience... Um, you, 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 you use that time to make a connection, make a personal connection with that other person, with that single listener. We always talk about listeners as individuals, of course, as again, we've, we've spoken about before. And, and use your voice to show the conviction of your communication, of your unique perspective and indeed experience. It's all important stuff. You may have an unhappy memory of a previous performance, which may itself have been because of some of the issues that I've mentioned before. Maybe you didn't cope. Maybe you weren't helped to cope in the best way. You were told it was, oh, that was an experience, wasn't it? When it wasn't very good. Oh, that's a learning curve for you. You won't do that again. Yeah, that's helpful, Mr. Manager. These things happen. Thank you, Mrs. Manager. That's really helpful. The incident may have led to comments by colleagues or threads on social, which, you know, going to be around, quote unquote, forever. That that may just lead you to go home and mull, muse and ruminate. Give yourself a metaphorical kicking. I mean, it's not the greatest ingredients, is it, for confidence? We may be uncomfortable with how we sound or how we look. That could also get into the self-esteem that we're talking about at the moment 
Yeah, We hear ourselves differently from how others do. We've spoken about that in some detail before. Evolutionary, seeing ourselves in any way other than a reflection, can still be disconcerting. So if you see yourself on a TV monitor, it's not a reflection that we're programmed uh, to, to recognise and accept. Additionally, we don't usually see ourselves close up and in HD. And that famous line that the camera adds £10 as well. That may make you rather worried, make you concerned about how you look, how other people look at you. But remember, how you look and sound are only a surprise to you. Everyone else has known you're like this for years. And they still accept you, know, like and trust you. Tomorrow... Maybe one of the reasons that we have mic fright is down to a lack of prep time. That is our topic tomorrow. As Get A Better Broadcast podcast and voice over voice continues. From London, I'm Peter Stewart.